everybody. I'm Pasha Marlowe, the host of the Neuroqueering podcast, and I'm really glad you all are here today and caring enough about our topic today, psychological safety. Of course, any of the work that I do is through the lens of my 30 years as a therapist and a coach, specifically working with people who have experienced trauma, neurodivergent people, and uh, underrepresented people. So that is my lens. I believe that this conversation about psychological safety is more important now than ever, partly because the workforce is becoming more diverse and the need for cultural transformation increases, but also because our world is just experiencing a huge amount of collective trauma. And often people do not feel safe in their homes, much less their workplace. Uh, uh, regarding psychological safety, at the root, people often do not feel safe at work, sharing their opinions or authentic selves. And that goes true, especially for people who are underrepresented, people with intersecting marginalized identities. Already, they fear stigma, retaliation, or rejection. So when they're not able to share their opinions, or conflicts, or failures, or mistakes, they might not say anything and problems will continue and that problems can't be solved if they aren't talked about. So when there's a lack of psychological safety in the workplace, people will disengage. They will stop collaborating. They will stop innovating. And ultimately people will leave when psychologically safe and inclusive space is created. Cultural transformation is possible. People are able to show up to work as their whole selves and share their opinions freely. Conflicts are brought to the light. Problems are solved. When people with the most intersecting marginalized identities are accommodated with necessary support and access needs, really the whole workforce benefits from this greater level of accessibility and support and safety. So when inclusive leaders effectively advocate for and affirm their diverse teams, everyone has the opportunity to thrive. But in case you listen to nothing else in this episode, only when the most vulnerable team members, only when those with the most intersecting marginalized identities feel free and safe enough to express their thoughts and their feelings and feedback is an organization able to be psychologically safe enough to enjoy cultural transformation. So let's dig in. In my work, as I said, as a trauma therapist and coach, I often refer to Maslow's hierarchy of human needs. It's a pyramid framework. You've probably seen it starting at the base with such needs as breath and water and food. And then it moves up to safety and security, things like love and belonging. And it's strikingly similar to the concepts of the seven chakras. If you're familiar with the chakras, the root chakra responsible for a sense of safety and security leads the way to energy points in our body related to trust and love and self-awareness as we move up the chakras. In either model, if we do not feel safe, we cannot move up to the higher levels, to the higher frequencies of health and wellness, which makes complete sense to me. As a child, I grew up in a turbulent home in a dangerous city, and I never felt safe. Without safety, 
it was hard for me to learn. It was hard for me to socialize. It was hard for me to feel safe in my own body. It was hard for me to practice self-agency and self-advocacy. And only when I left home for college did I start to finally feel safe in my environment and start to feel settled in my own body. Learning and connecting and creating started to become easy, but only after I was grounded in safety and could trust the people around me. So when I talk to leaders about what's happening at work, why so many employees are having mental and physical health problems, why there's so much distraction, lack of engagement, why it's become both more difficult and more important to retain, for instance, a neurodiverse workforce, the conversation always turns to safety. And I'm passionate about DEI and belonging, but none of this cultural transformation will work if at the root people do not feel safe. And I'm talking about physical safety and psychological safety. Psychological safety is the vehicle that gets us to our destination of cultural transformation, where we can enjoy a collective shifting of hearts and minds to achieve shared goals. Psychologically safe cultures are based on interactions of trust and mutual respect. So you will know when psychological safety is lacking, when communication in your company breaks down, when people stop engaging and creating, when people become very quiet or leave. I remember the feeling of losing my voice as a child. It's as if opinions no longer matter. Like, what's the point of speaking up if nobody's going to listen to me anyhow? I believe quiet people hold the answers to most of society's problems, but if they don't feel safe enough to speak, we can't learn from them. Therapy and coaching clients come to me in their most vulnerable moments, and they share that they do want to be seen, heard, and known, but they're scared, scared of judgment, scared of rejection, scared of getting fired. And for those with the most marginalized voices, with lifetimes likely of trauma. They're scared of abuse or bullying worse. My goal today is to teach you ways to create cultures of psychological safety so that you can proactively protect your workforce. So let's talk about how to design strong psychological safety nets. I believe the most effective designs are created with inclusive design in mind. The beauty of inclusive design is you don't wait for a problem before you offer a solution. Access needs and support needs are assumed and accommodated before conflict arises. People shouldn't have to feel unsafe before they ask for accessibility. Employees shouldn't have to convince leaders of support needs. For example, disabled people shouldn't have to struggle to hear or understand what is being said at a meeting before closed captions are implemented universally. Transgender people shouldn't have to wait to be misgendered before pronouns are used at every meeting. In making the workspace accessible and safe for those with the highest support needs, you are in turn creating an accessible and safer environment for all. In psychologically safe workplaces, people feel safe voicing their opinions about conflict and mistakes without the fear of negative consequences. So leaders need to be brave, brave enough to invite open and honest feedback. Leaders need to hear what's really going on so dysfunctional and unhealthy patterns can be interrupted and problems can be solved. But again, 
only when the most vulnerable team members, those with the most intersecting marginalized identities, feel free enough to express their thoughts and feelings is an organization psychologically safe enough for everyone to thrive. I'm going to let you sit with that thought because that is the most important part, the most important message of all this. And when we continue, I'm going to introduce a framework that will provide the essential tools to build psychological safety nets at work. But first, I want to take just 60 seconds to give a shout out to the Magic Mind Productivity Shots. I know I've talked about them before. That's because I use them every day. I I no longer take ADHD meds, which is great because more often than not, they're out of stock and unavailable. And these little tiny magic mind shots are these delicious matcha tea drinks that help me stay alert and focused. And the good news is they are available at Sprouts and you get a free month with the link that I'm going to include in the description um, of this podcast. So I highly recommend it. I take one every day. I take one with my coffee. So head to that link, enjoy it, and then maybe head to Sprouts and see if you can uh, pick up a box of your own. So let's return to our conversation about psychological safety. This framework I'm going to introduce uh, is based in intersectionality, like all good frameworks should be based in intersectionality. As far as I'm concerned, it should be the root of any good framework. Intersectionality being the interconnected nature of social categorizations such as race, class, neurodiversity, and gender, as they apply to a given individual or group regarded as creating overlapping and interdependent systems of discrimination or disadvantage. So, With that in mind, the framework I'm introducing is based on asking, affirming, and advocating. Advocating meaning advocate for everyone on your team. Affirm everyone on your team. And then ask them shape-shifting questions such as, who are you rather than how are you? And what do I not know that would help me understand and serve you better? What do you need to succeed in this workspace? Instead of claiming, by the way, this is a safe space, this is not recommended from a trauma-informed perspective, take responsibility to create a safer space. So look around you in your workspace, in your meetings, notice who's not talking, who's disengaged, who's not in the room, who wasn't even invited into the room. The answers to your culture problems lie there. Because right now in your teams, there are marginalized, vulnerable, neurodivergent, apparent and non-apparent disabled and underrepresented people of color who need you to step up. They may already have one foot out the door and you don't want to lose them. The benefits of retaining a diverse workforce are vast and growing. You know the benefits They include increased problem solving, increased innovation, increased profit and productivity, but all that is not possible if there isn't a baseline of safety. Upcoming and highly diverse generations, by the way, will not even consider working for organizations that don't prioritize psychological safety and inclusion. The cost of doing this work, minimal. The cost of not doing it, detrimental. 
We need inclusive leaders willing to make mind shifts, mind shift shifts, mindset shifts. That's hard to say. Let's try that again. We need inclusive leaders willing to make mindset shifts. Leaders need to be willing to initiate strategies such as advocating, affirming, and asking, like simply asking people, what do they need to feel safe? Remember to ask those with the most intersecting marginalized identities. If you advocate for and affirm the people you work with, they will want to stay. Listen to their voices. Believe them. Elevate them. Be proactive about creating a transformative culture of psychological safety so everyone you work with has equal chance at experiencing those higher frequencies of connection, belonging, and purpose. And yes, all that leads to increased productivity and problem solving and profit. But what if you measured your success by your efforts to ensure your organization is a safe place for all people to thrive? Now that is making an impact. And I don't have to be your therapist to know that is something you want. Thank you all for listening. Of course, if you ever want to reach out to me, please do so. You can find me on LinkedIn at Pasha Marlowe. You can find me at Instagram and on TikTok at Neuroqueer Coach and on Facebook as Pasha Marlowe. You can email me, Pasha at PashaMarlowe.com. I welcome your feedback. I welcome conversations about this. I am available for coaching and consulting and speaking. I would love to help you and your organization create a more psychologically safe environment for all people to thrive. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next time. Bye. Before you go, I have a favor to ask. Please subscribe to this podcast. That way you won't miss an episode and it'll help me bring it to folks who need it most. Fellow ADHD minds out there, I know you're going to forget. I would too. So let's push that button now and subscribe. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bonus points if you spread the word of the NeuroQueering podcast by sharing it or reviewing it. Thank you. Also, if you want to see more of me, please follow me on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at NeuroQueerCoach. Sign up for coaching at PashaMarlow.com or to guest on my show or leave feedback, email at Pasha at NeuroQueering.com. Thanks all. Happy NeuroQueering. Enjoy your day.